you're now tuned into another episode of The Underground. Each week, we dive into what it means to create, nurture, and live in communities everywhere. This is The Underground with Ryan Moore and Justin Lon Carrick. Welcome, welcome to another episode of the of the Underground. As Ryan chokes on the other side of the table, excuse me. Is he, are you all right? I, I think I'm okay. I think I'll, I'll survive. That's good because I need you for the rest of this. Don't uh, choke. Don't choke. What's going on, man? Oh, not much. What do you think about traffic in Burlington? It's getting worse. It hasn't gotten better. Well, you know they're starting to build all those high rises. I think it was mandated by the province or something like that that we were supposed to intensify and they're building all the condos and and i just sit there when i hear about that i'm just like you know traffic appleby line i i live off appleby line i think you do too and it's always there is always traffic if i have to turn left into they just installed a couple months ago an advanced green at my intersection into my community and it is always, if you don't get that advanced green, you're sitting there for the whole green light to turn left. Yeah, Appleby line is not the best. It's probably the worst. I think it's got that direct connection to the 407, the QEW Maybe. to the 407. So we're getting local people. There's massive neighborhoods off of it. And then there's also just the trucks and people commuting from 407 to QEW. And I've added so many lights along that street too that I think makes a major difference. There are certain spots where it's necessary, but maybe there's spots where it isn't. I I imagine this is all done by some sort of computer algorithm to figure out what the best spots to do this stuff is. Well, I know in LA, there's that one street that you you can drive down if you hit one green light you're going 40 minutes straight of hitting green lights. They're timed so that they go green, 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 green as you're going. Vice versa, if you hit a red light, you're going to wait you're for a hit, while. You're hitting yeah. red lights the whole way down that street. And I bring up the traffic because over the weekend, there was an accident. I can't even remember what it was. There's some sort of accident on the Skyway Bridge and the entire city just backed right up of traffic and it was over the weekend so you know it's all the people trying to head down to niagara falls get away and it was just i couldn't i tried to i live one block away from my work here at the pond we're at the pond by the way everybody yes we are we're in the office here with my dog doug justin's giving him some scratches right now but i had to come into work and it took me 45 minutes to get from appleby line to in between walkers and guelph line off harvester 45 minutes for a normal five-minute commute and it was because there was an accident on the skyway bridge and it just backed up all the traffic and it just made me think it's like we need to do something in this city i think the the maybe the service road needs to be expanded i think the like at burl oak you can make an exit there you know this is me just spitballing i am not a city planner and i know this takes budget and taxpayer money and probably not the best time to bring that type of stuff up with (laughs) everything else going on in the world but I think that if you were to, you know, go after a city councilor and, and, and express, we should be able to have a exit at Burl Oak, expand the service road to two lanes each way, and then now every Burlington resident has a little throughway for them to, you know, you exit there, you get off, you, you can continue for Burl Oak, Appleby, the service goes all the way to Brant Street. And now we remove all those people from the highway, 
and then all the people that are going through Burlington to get to Hamilton, Niagara, Brantford, all those things, they would have a straight road and we're removing all of our local residents. It would almost be wise to, I don't know if this is feasible to almost make the service road have its own exits. That's what I'm thinking. Yeah. Like, so put like an, put, bring the service road under the bridges. Just like a Guelph line. Exactly. Yeah. The other observation I've made about our city, about our fair traffic city. Fair enough. Is Guelph line and Walker's line are three lanes up until upper middle. Mm-hmm. Appleby line is two lanes. Mm-hmm. I don't know. Like, is this something that we need to address a city councilor for? It it very likely is. We need we need support. You need to. I mean, we talked to Glenda Carver at some point. We talked to Glenda, who said that she got some support on putting a fence up, and she needed to get all kinds of numbers, all kinds of stats on why things are the way they are, and then prove prove up you know, prove their case. So maybe that's the play. Maybe we use this platform to get some support behind doing something here. Let's I'm also, Burlington. I'm also seeing something like I, I, I close my eyes when I hear you talk about this stuff and I see more for mayor is what I see. <laughs> oh yes. Here I come guys. Watch out. Hockey rinks in every community. That's amazing. In every corner. I would love that actually, believe it or not. But no, you know, it's, Burlington, we recently just got ranked the top mid-sized city, I think it was, in, in Canada. People like to live here, but the thing that bogs us down is traffic. It's definitely a north-south thing. Obviously, there's an east-west east thing as well, but the north-south travel through Burlington is not friendly There's like all. four crosses across the QEW, and that's it. Yeah, and that's the challenge, right? Because then I know I can... With my vast expertise of the streets in Burlington because of my real estate knowledge, when we go to the Sound of Music, for example, and yes. we're bogged down there, my dad has a place down there that he rents out, so he's I can park in one of those parking spaces. Lucky so we par- Yeah, we park there, but then getting out of there can be a challenge. But my whole thing is I'm able to take the back streets and the corner streets and the side streets to be able to get myself out of there a little bit faster than just sitting on Lakeshore Road or one of the main streets trying to get out of there. But... There's definitely some merit to the point that, in general, as a whole, this city is getting busier and busier. They're not making any. They're not making allowances for more uh, spread out growth. So they're mm. not building big subdivisions above Dundas like they are in Oakville or even in. Um, We're limited, aren't in, we? In Waterdown. We're limited because of the Niagara Escarpment Commission, for example. And then from there, it becomes a situation where it's like. W- what do we do now? Well, now we intensify and we add more to the to the infrastructure that's within the city limits. And yeah, the, the, the sort of repercussion of that is more traffic. So this is where we need, like you said, more for mayor. I have no intention of becoming mayor. I have no political aspirations. I'm writing in a vote. <laughs> I have no aspirations of being a political figure at all. But there are people out there that do want to invest in our community that want to help our community and it's so important to to vote you know right now we're we're recording this before the US election and there's so much emphasis on vote 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 without voting you know without electing the proper people in power these type of changes aren't going to come around you can't protect your own community i agree and i think it's far too far too often we see people that are losing their passion for their community mm-hmm. and i think that it's really refreshing to see people that are standing up nowadays again and the young people standing up for their communities around the world around the country around this city and actually trying to make a difference and kind of leads me to our guests a little bit mm-hmm. so 
this is going to fall back to another one of those ones that I recorded prior to adding Ryan to the, to the co-host docket, which has been nothing but fun and exciting and really good. Uh, Hopefully you guys at home like it too. Yeah. So our guest that I recorded to uh, a few weeks back was actually ran for city council because he felt like there was things that weren't right. And he wanted to make a change and he wanted to be that precipitator of change, regardless of how that happened. And actually by doing that, and he didn't win, he's not a city councilor, but by pushing himself to get to that point, he helped make a change and make changes. And he continues to help create change in his community through some of the groups that he works through and works in. And it's just awesome to see that people are still passionate about where they live. And I think as a whole, as Canadians, as Ontarians, as Burlingtonians, we should all be grateful for what we have here and where we come from. And it's always important to give back. So really, without further ado, let's bring him in. Let's bring him in. Let's listen to that interview and we'll go from there. And we're going to talk a little bit about that too. My mortgage broker, my client's mortgage broker, and my friend. And maybe we should talk about how we met because that's that's a fun story. And this is this is this is Sangara, everyone from Circle Mortgage Group in Burlington. Jeevan, how are you today? Justin, yeah, I can concur. I, I I would definitely consider us to be friends. I think we both have interesting paths to where we've ended up and where we're going. And my friend, it's always a pleasure to hang with you. So let's go. So let's start with the the aspect of how we met, and then we can get into your story. I Our kids play hockey, which is always a dicey territory to get into. We were just talking about it before we started recording, and, and it's a fun year for hockey with everything going on. But our kids play hockey, and I think I even rebuffed your advances as a mortgage broker from a real estate perspective at first, didn't I? No, actually, I stayed shy. So you stayed I shy. kept my mouth shut altogether because I'm not into rejection. <laughs> so <laughs> um, I know that you had, you. I, I, I think they're called adventure races, that you were doing an adventure race with a, another broker. And I thought to myself, well, you know, you can get punched in the face if you feel like it. And then finally, one day I was just like, hey, bro, why haven't you tried me yet? <laughs> and, uh, and you're like, okay, well, yeah, for sure. I'll give you a shot. And what was that now? Five years ago, four years ago, Five, something like that, man. And yeah. it's been a fruitful, it's been a fruitful period of time. That's for sure. We've had some fun. We've done Absolutely. some deals together. You bought think, me, you found me my house. <laughs> what I love about Jeevan and his business is the, the idea of circle mortgage and where it kind of came from and, and how it grew. And that's kind of what, one of the things that drew me into using him and, and using his company. So Jeevan, you started as a mortgage broker. Tell me when, tell me how, you know, and how, what, where did circle come from and, and, and yeah. how did that all come about? I'll give you the truncated version for sure, because otherwise we'd need a lot more than 25 minutes. I graduated university and was working part-time in an appliance store. I was hungover and 25 years old. And a lady walked in and I had no idea that my life would change in meeting this lady. Her name is Val Martin. I hope she's well. I haven't spoken to her in years. But Val immediately started talking to me. And when I was showing her refrigerators, she goes to me, she's like, can I ask you a question? And I said, sure. She's like, what the F are you doing here? And I went, pardon? I'm like, I'm sorry, ma'am. I'm just trying to teach you about a dual cool thermostat. I didn't mean to offend you. <laughs> and she's like, no. She's like, that's not what I'm saying. She's like, I'm saying you seem far too intelligent 
to be selling me a refrigerator. And I said, well, thank you. You know, I just graduated, but in all honesty, I'm not interested in Primerica because I thought that's what she was about to pitch me. <laughs> and, and no offense to people in Primerica, I'm sure it's great for them. And she's like, what? No. She's like, I'm the national sales manager for a bank called MCAP and we're looking for a regional manager. And I was like, oh my God. I'm like, yeah, in that case, I'm interested. And, you know, I sent her my resume and there was no, and there was no return call or anything for a few weeks. And then when we finally got together, we went through the interview process. I went into downtown Toronto, went to meet the vice president, Brian DeVries, who is somebody that's been a real gatekeeper in my career as well and, and forgot his name. So it was, it was an interesting path to say the least. I, I ended up being a rep for the bank for about two years. It took me about six months to become their top guy. My counterparts were former bank branch managers. And here I was, this guy wet behind the ears, fresh out of university. And, and that's where really my path began in this industry. I had the good fortune of golfing and learning from some of the smartest and sharpest minds in mortgages. And then when I went to become an agent, I joined the smartest people I knew. And that was uh, RDM Financial, a gentleman named Tom Hogg. He was my best customer and he was instrumental in sharing a recipe that has saved my clients more than a million dollars in interest. So everybody has someone that opened the door for them. For me, it would be Brian DeVries and Val Martin. They, they let me into this industry. They changed my life. They gave me an opportunity to earn at a level that I am in control of. And for that, I shall be forever grateful. It's And that's been a common theme through this, this series of podcasts we've been doing, whereby, you know, mentors have been a great part of the people that I'm talking to and, and have been a big part of their success over the years. So you started, you ended up in, as I recall, in a brokerage, like a real estate brokerage in, in Mississauga and yep. turned that into your own business in Burlington called Circle. And I love the idea of Circle and I love the concept that you came up with. And I like, let's talk about that a little bit. For sure. Well, people talk about, you know, building fences around their customers. And for me, I've always hated that statement because a fence implies that people are stuck with you, right? And if your value proposition is there and you're truly acting in people's best interests, as we all purport to do, not everybody does, but we all, we all purport to do that. If you're truly doing that, then what fear do you have in leaving the door open anyways? So the concept with circle is, is that A, it fits with the circle of life and, and the different stages people go through in that context. But in the same regard, it's being invited into somebody's circle that usually leads to more than one benefit. So that's where the name really came about. And to be honest with you, I couldn't believe that it wasn't already taken. <laughs> it's safe to say I jumped all over it when I when I found out that it was available. And even as a matter of, you know, establishing my my career in mortgages, I got to give it a, a shout out to a, a new Burlington dad actually, Albert Kolu, who, you know, plucked me out of the of the agent market and introduced me to Brad and Margie Johnstone, who are the owners of Royal LePage Niagara along with with Ryan and those guys changed my life because they allowed me to legitimize my business by being their first in-house broker. 
where, you know, people would knock on the door outside all the time. But I was the first person lucky enough to to be able to build a business and an office within their office. And I still do business with people from their team. Not as much as we used to, obviously, because out of sight, out of mind. But in the same regard, we still have such strong relationships in the Niagara region. And they're all because of that door that was opened by Brad, Margie, Ryan, and Albert. And then, you know, and then life takes you to strange places, right? I ended up having to go through a transition while I was there to another brokerage called Dominion Lending. And I was working with a guy named Trevor and we worked together for eight years. I was an RVP for him. And he introduced me to my friend, Carlo Rochopo, who is the owner of Royal LePage Realty Plus in Mississauga. And that gave me an opportunity to now be in the GTA full time and really begin to get even more traction on higher unit volumes and with other companies. And that helped me break $20 million in volume. And, you know, the best thing that Carlo ever did for me was to raise my rent in 2016. Hmm. That was the best thing he ever did for me. And even now when I go back to it, I'm like, hey, man, thanks for that. He scratches his head. He's like, the only thing I did was piss you off. And I'm like, no, that's not what you did. What you did is you forced me to get out of my comfort zone again. Had him and I not had that discourse, then there's a good chance I'd still be sitting in that office across from the men's bathroom thinking of what could be. And because of that kind of dad pushing his kid out the door feeling, I, was, I wasn't I was forced to establish circle at all, but it became one of those situations where it was like, what the hell are you waiting for? And I was 39 turning 40. And again, you start to have those reflection moments where you're like, dude, is this all that there is in the cards for me? Is there something more? And I always wanted to be a broker owner and I always wanted to carry my own brand. And it's not because I don't play well with others, but sometimes when you're sharing ideas in a group collective, some people like your ideas and others don't. And what better way to be in control of your own destiny than to build your own boat? And that's what we've done here at Circle. There's a comfort in what you were talking about before. Comfortable sitting across from the men's room just in that in that world yeah, except but, at around 9 30 in the morning it was not a very comfortable time. no okay okay i get that part of it but there's a there's a comfort in what you know and there's a complete and utter discomfort in that zone outside of that in that area where you were looking towards that he sort of forced you into that people don't people don't like to be uncomfortable and i kind of feel the same way you know my story sort of relates in that i'm glad my mom fired me Right. Like it's kind of that, that mindset of, you know, she sent me off on my way and I was like, this is it. What do you think is the one thing that draws people to you? Why do, why do people use you? Why should we come to you? I mean, I could tell you why I do, but I want to hear it from you. Honestly, nobody should ever BS you when it comes to your health and your wealth. And I find that a lot of times salespeople are just telling people what they think they want to hear. I'm going to break it down for everybody. The reason somebody comes to a professional is because they want to hear the truth. They want to hear what's actually going on in their world. They want to know how this product is actually going to affect their future. My industry is populated with far too many order takers who, when the phone rings and the client says, what's your five-year rate? They immediately say, blah, 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 blah. Here's my best five-year today. And the client goes, okay, thanks. And they're off to the next situation. Justin, the first time I did your mortgage, what's your five-year fixed? And my next question was, why the hell would you want a five-year fixed? And, and that educating people and insulating them 
in situations where they might not be prepared, especially in home ownership, bro. You and I have the distinct pleasure of basically helping people with the third happiest day of their life. Behind marriage and childbirth, what's more exciting than buying your first home or buying a home? The level of serotonin flowing through these people's brains is bananas. They are high AF on joy. Mm -hmm finding a home and and thinking that. So then at their at that point their inflection goes to okay, get me to that finish line as soon as possible. And you could do that by just arbitrarily selling them whatever the hell they asked for. But at the end of the day, is that the best product for them? Is that the product you'd buy for yourself? If you were sitting across the table from a service professional in the industry that you're in, are you going to get the same advice that you are going to give? And would you be satisfied with that advice? And for me, it's just like we're both a part of this Burlington Dads group. And I get calls from the Burlington Dads and they're saying, hey man, I heard you're really good at mortgages. What's the deal here? And I'm like, there's actually no special deal, bro. I, I return your phone call and I answer your questions and I try and give you the advice that I wish people would give me. And that's it. Like literally that's it. When I'm asked people, when I, when I get interviewed on podcasts and people are like, what's the secret to your success? I laugh because I'm no success. I'm on a path to success. I've got my own goals. When I'm there, Trust me, everybody will know I'm there because I will tell them myself, yeah. myself, but I am not, I am not there. I'm on a path. I'm lucky enough to be surrounded by other smart individuals who are willing to share what works for them. Just like I share back. People even say to me like, dude, you're a little too forthright in the strategies that you share. Nine out of 10 people have no clue what to do with the recipe you just shared with them because they don't have the raw materials to make the cake. So for those of us that do have the raw materials, when we're lucky enough that a Blue Star chef is sharing their recipe with us, and I do feel like Tom Hogg and the guys I learned from, Ranjit Dollywall, Albert Kolu, Trevor Daly, all these guys, they're Blue Star chefs when it comes to mortgages. So if they've been kind enough to share their recipe, why am I adding more salt? And that's all it comes down to. So as a matter of what do people get from us, A, they get an honest opinion. B, they get an educated opinion. I find it hilarious when I'm able to get stuff done that other brokers aren't just because that broker doesn't know policy at other banks. It, it makes me scratch my head. It also makes me want to call them and say, thank you for putting another couple grand in my family's pocket this month. But the point is, is that Anything I can do, any mortgage broker should be able to do for you. Why do they not do that? I'm not sure. You'd have to ask them. We've I, Even last week or two weeks ago, I think we had a discussion where I ended up on the phone with a mortgage broker from another client, like just ridiculous situation. Oh, yeah. <laughs> you that? And, and we, we were, I was talking to this mortgage broker and I could tell he was lying. And the first thing I do is I hang up the phone and I go, ding, 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 call Jeevan. And I call you and I say, what's the story with this? Is this a thing? And all I heard was, A, no. B, send them my way within 24 hours. I'll have them approved at this rate. Good to go. And I'm yep. like, okay. So I get back on the phone with these people and I'm like, this is what I'm being told. And I think the power in that is, for me, the comfort level of knowing there is no other answer. There, Like if I'm going to if I, like you just said, the blue star chef, if I want to know how to make a cake, I'm going to go and find out what Martha Stewart says, or, you know, some other amazing baker says, yep. and I'm not going to question it. Cause I know that that person is the best at what they do. 
So when I need to know about mortgages and the information I require relating to mortgages, there's only one call I need to make. And nine times out of 10, that call is being answered on the other end or that text is being answered within minutes. And and I'm getting the answer I need and I can trust that that answer is the right answer. That's probably why we get along so well. I just tell it like it is. You just tell it like it is. Just keep it real. You know? Absolutely. Keep it real. That's uh, right. Even the first time I got invited onto the CBC, I was there. And, you know, after after the interview, I had other other people coming up to me saying, I just learned something there. And I didn't think there was anything left to learn in this context. It's just that you don't know what you don't know. And as as I see people try and protect information, it just scratch it. It makes me scratch my head. It, it makes me laugh because it's like Rockstar. All they have to do is Google it. For them to confirm what you're saying or not, all they have to do is spend five seconds on a search engine and they'll know if you're full of crap or not. Why take that risk yep. of assassinating your reputation for what? For two grand, five grand, 10 grand, 100 grand? At the end of the day, a single influx of that type of money is not enough to change your life. So and, stay in your And head. here's the beauty. Here's the beauty part about that, though, in being real and honest, is that going back to that Burlington Dads scenario, for those that don't know, there's a there's a Facebook page in Burlington that has thousands of, of Burlington Dads on it. It's a very devoted group. We support each other in financially and mentally and when I need a plumber, there's an answer. When I, you know what I mean? There's, there's just so much information and so much support on there and they're charitable. There's a, it's an amazing group. There's no real requirement other than to be a dad, but Jeevan has been able to take, you've been able to take that group and be the one name that consistently pops up when people say, Hey, who are the mortgage brokers I need to talk to? It's Jeevan, 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 Jeevan. And there's, it, it's almost like, the advice you give is so real that nobody else can beat you to the punch, even in, in, in large groups like that. So for the Burlington dads, first out, shout out to all the BDs. If anybody's listening, I love our shout out. Like it's, it's a movement. It's not even a group. It's a movement. Like the stuff Mm -hmm. that we do together, the hospice work, guys like Ron Cooper, you know, Craig Silva, the amount of time that these guys dedicate to making our community a better place. I am frankly honored to be a part of that crew. I love the BDs. Even as a matter of, you know, becoming lucky enough to be, be, I don't want to say the guy, but like to be one of the more mentioned names when it comes to residential or commercial finance. I I often have to preface when those people finally call me and I have to preface it and say, just for the record, I don't pay anybody to say my name and I don't ask anybody to specifically refer me. The people that are referring me are people that have interacted with me. And even then, like we're salespeople, our our natural inclination is, is often to give advice that gets us paid. That's not how we roll here. If I was to ever find out that one of my associates is giving somebody advice just so they could get paid, it would be their last day at this company. And I'm not lying about that. It would be their last day. Our job is to give the best advice possible. And if we get paid for that advice, then it was a wicked day. And if we don't get paid for that advice, I promise you, one day that person will look back at the advice we provided and say, shoot, he was right. Mm -hmm. I should have listened. Or, hey, based on his advice, I saved X, Y, Z. So when you see people saying my name, there's people saying like literally anecdotally writing in that, oh, yeah, by the way, he told me to leave it where it was. 
And it's, yeah, imagine you go to a mechanic and he says, yeah, bro, there's actually nothing wrong with your car. It was just, it was this minor tweak. It was a loose cable. We tightened it for you. Have a good day. The vetted solutions that are offered by Burlington Dads, I think, is a game changer. And and like you said, it's the first place we turn, right? Like we, don't, we aren't even afraid to ask the question. It's like, hey, who do we have in this area? Shoot, the other day I, I posted that there was toilet paper at Walmart, bro, because I knew that there's Burlington Dads who have family members that are looking for toilet paper and this phase two or, or second wave of COVID has everybody freaked out again. So it takes me five seconds to let, you know, what, what 4,000 people. <laughs> yeah. it, yeah. it, it takes me five seconds to let them know that, hey, boys, if you need toilet paper, there's some at Walmart right now. And in the first wave of COVID, just the simple stuff like that, where I was looking for toilet paper, bro. And I was able to find some because of because of the BDs. And and I know that's such a such a, a micro thing to think about, but that's the level to which this group operates. And then when the carpenter hospice said, Hey, we don't have the manpower, the ability to finish the renovations that are, are needed here, yeah, there were sixty of us standing outside. Because this is Burlington. We're all very lucky to live here. This is the best mid-sized city in the country. If not the world, like it would rival other world-class cities. And and let me tell you something. The thing that builds a city isn't its roads, it's its people. So to be in such a caring environment, and I know, I know it sounds like what kind of Kool-Aid has this guy drank, but I drank enough Kool-Aid to want to stand for council when I was fearful for this city at 37 years old on a whim of meeting the counselor at the time and not being satisfied with the answers that I was getting to say, okay, well, if my city needs me, I'll come do it. If the next if the next individual is not available or not qualified, I'll come do it. Now we have a counselor that's very qualified that I support wholeheartedly. And it's just that it's the type of city that it's very difficult to just be a spectator in this town. And if you're just a spectator, then then good for you. It's a good show. I just I just feel like being a part of this city is something different. And being a part of the Burlington Dads, being a part of all the aspects of the city has something different to offer. And it really is an amazing place. And you hit the nail on the head. And I, I really appreciate, you know, your comments today. You've been amazing. And oh, I really appreciate you coming on today and helping me out with my podcast and and being who you are, man. Bro, I know you're going to be on fire with this, just like you are in everything that you set your mind to. Uh, I, I consider it a privilege to be your boy. I really appreciate everything that's gone into this and everyone that's that's done stuff to make this happen. Have a wonderful day. Talk to you soon, folks. That was another episode of The Underground. Make sure to subscribe to the podcast so you don't miss out on any future episodes. Also, follow Justin on Facebook and see what he's up to in the real estate world at Justin Long Carrick. And check out what Ryan is doing on the ice at more.hockey.